No one likes to talk about it, but mass-produced meat and produce are killing us. And the processes from these factory farms are evil. They're cruel. And they're making us and the animals sicker from within. We can no longer look away from it all. Now that the COVID hoax has peeled away, the veil of lies, corruption, and intentional harm of what our government allows and is paid off to allow on our plates. Like everything else I present to you, forewarned is forearmed. This is the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, and you're about to enter Truth in Medicine. Well, welcome to the Dr. Jane Ruby Show on this Monday, February 5th, 2024. I'm glad you're with me tonight. This may be a difficult and graphic topic, but when you hear the term big food, you likely associate it with the evils of equivalence, like big tech, big pharma. You may not actually grasp the far-reaching effects of what it means to mass produce our meats, fish, and our produce. But in a previous show, I talked about what the government allows due to the money that has changed hands on Capitol Hill. From big chemical corporations that want their products mass distributed into our every aspect of our lives, the, the mass production of fruits and vegetables, first of all, and I've covered this, has resulted in a profit frenzy like pesticides, herbicides, just copious amounts of these, these dangerous chemicals. I'm not even sure what categories some of them fall into, but they're sprayed on preservatives, things like APL, which I covered extensively and got a lot of press. It went pretty viral on my social media. This is the Bill Gates Foundation started company and I believe owned, that sprays this toxic chemical on our food to keep it from remotely changing uh, color or shape, even while it's rotting internally and at the cellular level. And they also add these resistant long-term toxic preservatives that are now known to can cause cancer, as well as many other chronic debilitating diseases. It's all gotten way too much out of hand, but it is particularly egregious when you really look at the current state of factory farming of our animals, because animals are living beings, of course, that share many of our own senses, like, like pain and the ability to suffer. Let's start with a clear definition, shall we? Factory farming has been described as, and I quote, a form of intensive agriculture, there's a euphemism for you, designed to maximize profits using a few, as few resources as possible. The source that I read went on to say, on factory farms, large numbers of animals are confined in small spaces, which often means keeping the animals indoors for the duration of their lives until they're killed and processed for food. That's why you have small amounts of grass-fed, uh, you know, pasture, you know, bred uh, animals. But first of all, do not misunderstand me. I'm not making a pitch for veganism here or any other type of non-meat diet. 
I happen to believe that it is our right to use uh, some of the animals of the land and the sea for nourishment, but it's how you get them from their beginning of life to your plate, how you treat them uh, on the way to that and how you uh, finish their lives in order to prepare them to be eaten. That's really the issue here. It's, it's twofold. It's, it's the ethical treatment of the animals while in your factory farm, your farm care. And it's really what that mass production, everything that goes into it does to our health ultimately. So you should be concerned on many levels. That, that is the issue, the issue here that I'm focusing on. We are increasingly more sensitive to the negative effects of government and big corporate interests, of course. They're sticking their hands deep down into our lives. And if it isn't bad enough, causing pain and suffering to animals and to human beings for years to come. They've criminalized natural health, boxing us into this soulless supposed health care industry uh, and the, in, because of their profit, uh, this profit-driven industry of pharmaceuticals, legalized poisons, big everything, aggregate. So here's an idea of what the everyday realities are for animals caught up in these systems. I've got a short video here on what this reality really is. Please roll the tape. My hope is that you'll begin to see that mass production as a is really a collection of, of unhealthy and negative activities that results in hurting human life, as well as a horrible existence for animals. That you see this as a centralization of power and control through yet another avenue, big food. And this can easily spiral into a digital world. It's, it's going to be part of that whole swarm of attack on us. This emerging emergence rather of technology um, and, and the merging rather into in natural life, turning us into something that God never intended. Now, chickens, ducks, and other fowl are heavily mistreated throughout their lives. Before they get to the slaughterhouse, I mean, when you think about it, if they're raised like that, what kind of meat do you think ends up on your plate? I can tell you it's going to be full of disease, pharmaceutical drugs, and an unhealthy abundance of their own stress hormones. Take a look at this horrible, horrible video of these ducks and geese. That's a horrific ecosystem, if you want to call it that. Imagine being forced to stay 
and not even being free to move about and living here, living in the excrement of every other animal you're entrapped with. And that is, that is the same for factory farmed fish, for farmed animals of all types, because they're kept in such small quarters. Now think about this, how it affects all of us, how it affects even children, especially children who are smaller with less surface area, and they absorb toxins and poisons both through the air and through their skin and, and that they ingest at a rate much more intense than adults. And the end result is, you guessed it, more pharmaceuticals, more chemicals. It's racing out of control. It's, it's insanity. And how much of it is really related to lifetime of illness, chronic illnesses, heart attacks, strokes, uh, high blood pressure, diabetes, all kinds of endocrine problems, and who knows what kinds of hormones these animals are pumped with to get them to get fatter quicker. And those are hormones, you know, they're basic hormones. There's progesterone, there's insulin, there's uh, testosterone, uh, estrogens of all different, and hundreds of different versions of each of those hormones. And they've they're being injected over and over and over again, not to mention the vaccines, the standard vaccines. We can now assume that there are mRNA-based uh, injections for the, that are being sold and forced upon these, these farms, these animals, and roll that all up and, ha and have that plate coming toward you. Is that really the way you wanna eat your food? It's pretty rough. I'm going to take a short break and I'm going to sh I want to share with you before I do uh, a few words on how you might protect your hard-earned retirement investments with physical gold and silver and reduce your vulnerability to this fast approaching digital world. Consider calling my partners at Augusta Precious Metals. They will take the time to explain what this is about, how you can best protect your retirement funds, there's so many options available. Things like your 401k and your IRAs, your tax deferred retirement investments. And they're patient, they'll answer all of your questions. I really recommend you call them today at 888-836-1890 or click on the link in my show description below. I'll be right back. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back, the my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. <gasps> when I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. Now's the time to go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code to save 50% on your MyPillow 2.0. Not only that, for a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. MyPillow.com. Hi everyone, Dr. Jane Ruby here. 
Thousands of members across my social media have reported that the Triad Air purification products are incredibly effective at getting rid of shedding symptoms you may experience around family members and friends who took the jab. The Triad Air systems do not use filters, so there's nothing else for you to buy. The large unit protects homes up to 3,000 square feet. The mini is great for single rooms like dormitories up to 200 feet. And the personal shield protects you wherever you go. Wear it around your neck, on your purse, belt, or try the Go that fits in your car's cup holder. These products clean the air in your home of allergens, pollen, and mold using a pulse negative ionization technology similar to how the outside air is cleansed after a thunder and lightning storm. And you'll never have to change another filter. Go to airwaterhealing.com and use the promo code RUBY for 10% off and free shipping. That's airwaterhealing.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Jane Ruby Show tonight. I'm focusing now on big food, large factory farming that's incredibly inhumane to animals, and make no mistake about it, doesn't end well for us. Uh, just on the ethic, not just on the ethical level, but on on the health and human survival level, chaining animals down and then treating them with millions of pounds of antibiotics and other chemicals and fungicides when they get sick uh, and live are forced to live in such close quarters, they get distraught, they get stressed, they're feeling beings, they start to bite and peck at each other. And when their tumors and infectious pustules get ground up and mixed into your ground meat without your knowing it, that's a concern. It's a multifaceted issue. Even if you're not into the, the, the vegan, I don't want to eat meat because I don't think we should eat any animals camp, or if, if you're in the, just in, not just, but if you're in the camp of healthy food for humanity, either way, you, you, you just have to pay attention to this issue. Um, because all factory farming and big food are about profits, not about giving you a good or clean or safe product. It never has been. Never before has it become more important to either get involved in, in producing your own food or at least some of your own food in order to get off the big food grid. But also, if, if that's not realistic, and it's not for most of us, um, then seek out and support local food co-ops, uh, local small-run farms, support them, support these small livestock farmers. They do exist in every state and more of them will develop if you are supporting them, if you're, if you're helping to create the economic demand for them. Like I said, you know, most of us don't, can't become a farmer. You don't have to become a farmer yourself, but if you start supporting the, the decentralized small farmers for both produce and meats, these farmers will not have to be dependent on big government or join big, big farmer buying groups or selling groups, right? Uh, they won't be dependent on big government, big tech. You know, you have to subsidize them. We have to have that mutual relationship with them so that the government doesn't come in and say, hey, I'll cover your losses, but you've got to use these chemicals and these injections and these mRNA vaccines, et cetera. Uh, on your animals, 
um, including these pesticides and fungicides on your produce. Otherwise, we're not giving you the subsidies. I mean, they're caught between a rock and a hard place. It comes down to giving up farming completely or going along with these horrible choices. But there's a third avenue, and that is that if we all support our local small farms, our small dairy farms, our independent produce farmers, they've got, uh, they can make a living, they've got a place to sell their products, their produce, their, their animal meat, and we have safer food. Another problem that goes hand in hand with factory farms is the propensity for accidents. Um, it's not regulated in the same way. And if it is regulated, everything looks the other way. Um, poorly maintained equipment and notwithstanding, um, we'll put just aside for a moment, the Bill Gates related, you know, Gates, let me buy up all the good farms while watching these incredibly coincidental spontaneous fires that are destroying tons of food for the general population that I'm trying to euthanize, right? These fires also occur because these factory farms are so shoddily run and there's no regard for safety or animal comfort or anything like that. Far from it. In fact, take a look at this clip. This massive fire engulfed a chicken farm in Texas earlier this week, and it looks like it's responsible for killing more than 20,000 birds with no chance of escaping. The bottom line is that factory farms are incredibly cruel. They're extremely prone to fires and other damage, and they should be illegal, to be honest with you. So what are some solutions? I do like to keep top of mind that we should cover at least one or two solutions for every revelation that I share with you. Now, these solutions might sound a little mundane to you or like things you've heard before, but I don't think many people understand the urgency for planning. Let, let me liken it to going to an event and just, you know, marking in your mind, for example, okay, the emergency exits in case something goes wrong, right? There's one here, there's one here. Okay, I've just got that kind of mark in case things go crazy, the crowd, you know, gets out of control. I, I know the closest one to me. This These emergency exits exist in case something goes wrong. You don't have to necessarily build those exits or use them, but you get the analogy. They have a plan in place, and sometimes that takes more than just thinking about it. You need that plan for yourself. Where there are currently small livestock farms in place, and I guarantee you, they are in existence in every state, you can start by identifying them and marking your their locations rather, plotting them around the state. When you go to farmer's markets, I find there are usually one or two local farm owners that are selling their produce, or there are co-op owners, uh, all kinds of small farms, all different sizes in my area. I'm currently aware of several independent farms that grow many different varieties, for example, of mushrooms and seasonal, you know, sprouts and other produce. I make contact with them at farmer's markets. First of all, there are numerous farmer's markets. So let's start there. You can start by plotting those out. Then maybe go to two or three of them over the course of your weekend. You, you don't have to do this every weekend, but you, you do this to create your plan. 
then multiply those farmers markets by one or two independent farms which you can verify by making contact with them, speaking with them, asking them about the extent of their operation. I'll give you an example. There was a mushroom, a well-known mushroom farm in this area that goes to a lot of the different farmers markets. When I first met the owners a couple of years ago, I started asking them what, what they were doing, what kinds of mushrooms, how many acres they had. I believe they had about 100 acres. And one of the things I asked them was, if there was a need, would you ever be open to selling like or leasing a quarter of an acre? I mean, I'm not going to become a farmer. I, I don't have the wherewithal to do that, but I could certainly take a quarter of an acre and maybe create my own little garden where I could not necessarily do it in my urban backyard, right? Or building, that kind of thing. Uh, so it was really interesting. And he said, yes, yes, we actually do have... 10 or 15 acres set aside to break them down if people want them. Uh, and we're going to keep that in mind. So I said, put me on the short list for that. This is what comes out of these kinds of conversations when you're developing relationships with these independent producers. Next is to begin to patronize them so they stay strong. When they stay strong in their businesses, they remain there. They're solid, they're dependable, they're always there. Um, and then when rough times come up, and you're trying to get get a hold of or get off of rather the big city grocery grid and survive supply chain manipulations these are your solutions now if you have additional suggestions or ideas that have worked for you in your area please feel free to send them to me at drjaneruby at protonmail that's drjaneruby at protonmail well, I hope uh, you are finding your local farmers and co-op owners. I'm busy doing it, and I'm trying to spread the word as much as possible. That's, uh, that's pretty much it for tonight's show. Please follow me on Telegram, Twitter, and of course, follow all of my shows where you'll find them on Rumble. I'm a one-person operation. I research, record, and I post-produce and edit all of my own shows. So your donations go to cover my studio, repairs, and any other resources needed to bring you, continually bring you, the truth in medicine. So I thank you for your support. You can send donations to Venmo or directly uh, by mail at Dr. Jane Ruby. Uh, it's 4371 North Lake Boulevard. That's one word, North Lake, Suite 188, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, 33410. Have a wonderful night, everyone, and a blessed week. I'll see you tomorrow on Coffee Chat. Medical disclaimer, the Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, images, and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new health care regimen. 
and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.